0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm host Azra, and as part of our theme of Japanese mannerisms, we've got to cover do's and don'ts at work. If you've tuned in to Season 1 Episode 11, or Season 6 Episode 8, where we discuss Japanese business etiquette, you'd know that the work culture in Japan is not at all like the rest of the world. It's very unique, much like other aspects of Japanese culture. And a lot of us have considered, or are considering, working in Japan. So knowing this is definitely a big heads-up before starting your first day at a Japanese company. This episode will highlight five important ways on how you should behave at work. We actually have a whole season about working in Japan, Season 6, where we look at the various things you need to know about the work culture, etiquette, job hunting, job interviews, and even introducing keigo. So check that whole season out if, by the end of this episode, you're really considering that job in Japan. Now, the most important thing to remember when working in Japan is that the first impression is crucial. And in Japanese culture, first impressions are made with business cards, or meishi in Japanese. Whether it's your first day at work or going to a meeting, always prepare business cards. I won't leave the house without a small stack of cards in hand, just in case a business opportunity arises. See, Japan can be extremely high-tech in a lot of ways, but in reality, the people are pretty old-school. For a lot of Japanese folk, there's no such thing as exchanging LinkedIn handles. When you first meet someone new, in the shigoto, work, context, of course, you kind of have to hand one out to them. Don't be giving up business cards to new friends you meet at the pub, that's different. So the meishi is treated as an extension of oneself, so every card is handled with care. When you give someone your business card, you do it with both hands. You can't just fumble around in your bag, pull out a worn-out business card and hand it to someone. In Japan, you should make sure that you have a crisp and clean one on hand. Similarly, you accept one with both hands too. And after you've taken a business card into your hands, don't put it away just yet. You're expected to read the meishi there and then as a sign of respect. And don't just cram it into your back pocket after that. Lay it out in front of you throughout the meeting, or kaigi in Japanese. Or if you're standing up, keep holding it with both hands in front of you. So that wraps up rule number one. have a stack of business cards at hand. You might want to buy a card holder for this. Here's a quick vocab recap. Meishi, business card. Shigoto, work. Kaigi, meeting. Moving on to our second point, and that's how to approach calling someone. Is it by their first name, last name, title? Yeah, this confuses just about everyone. In Japanese culture in general, it's social taboo to call someone by their first name the first time you meet them. And it's social suicide to do that in the office, or jimusho in Japanese. I believe it's because first names are personal to Japanese people, and calling someone by their first name gives off a sense of familiarity that's reserved for their inner circle, like family members and close friends. It's common for Japanese people to separate their private and professional lives, so, in the Jimushou, things are kept professional, and last names are the way to go. Even if you're in the same rank, your Doryo, co still would call you by your last name. Hierarchy comes into play significantly here. You and your Doryo can call each other by your last names. You can call your Kohai, who are people below you in rank, with just their last names too. You can't do that with your Senpai, who are your seniors and superiors. You have to add honorific suffixes, like Mr and Mrs, a title to show respect to the other person you're addressing. There are a few kinds of this, depending on the status, but you can usually use san. Like Mr Takahashi is then called Takahashi-san. It's also completely normal to address your Doryo with san too. Basically, if you don't know how to approach calling someone by the name, just add san to their last name and wait to be told to address them otherwise. Here's a quick vocab recap. Jimshou, office. Douryou, co-worker. Kouhai, people below you in rank, like your subordinates. Senpai, people above you in rank, like your seniors and superiors. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, Easy and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've raised. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Now, rule number three when it comes to behavior in the workplace has got to do with hierarchy. Remember how hierarchy works with names? It applies to pretty much just about it applies to pretty much just about everything else in the Japanese work environment. You have to remember to respect the hierarchy. So this Kaiso, hierarchy doesn't always have to do with age. Sometimes it can be, like your grandparents are definitely higher up the ladder than you. But at work, it's more to do with the position. The head of department, or bucho, can be younger than you, but is higher up the ladder. Now, how does hierarchy affect the workplace and your behavior? Well, you've got to be extra, extra polite to those above you. In fact, the way you speak totally changes to the "shacho, company president, the big man. In English, changing a sentence from casual to polite is easy. But in Japanese, the appropriate form of politeness in this situation is keigo. Check out season 6, episode 6 and 8 for your basic introduction to this formal form of Japanese language. Now, the hierarchy also affects how long you work for. See the bucho decides he's going to zangyo suru Work overtime. Well, shoganai, so do you. Oftentimes those below in hierarchy will stay until their bosses leave. Then they can leave. Now these are just a few examples, but there's definitely more that hierarchy affects. Observe your workplace and mimic the behaviors of others until you figure it out for yourself. Now that's a really good tip. Here's a quick vocab recap. Keigo honorific speech. Kaiso hierarchy. Kaisha Company. Bucho head of department, shachou, company president, zanggyu Suru to work overtime. The next rule to follow when it comes to behavior at work is attitude. As soon as you walk in those doors at 8 in the morning to clock in, you have to switch from casual to formal mode. in a snap. And by formal attitude, I mean everything you do during the 8 to 5 should be professional. How you act, how you speak, how you address someone. During these working hours, you have to treat each moment professionally. No small talk, no unnecessary chatter. Keep personal lives separate from professional. In Japan, not everyone likes to talk about their life outside of work. But this also depends on the company, as different companies have different rules regarding this. Now, this formal attitude also applies to dressing. The Japanese are extremely particular with their appearance at work because how you dress also portrays this formal attitude. Usually, wearing a su suit, is the way to go, regardless of gender. And go for dark colours and avoid flashy ones. Because flashy suits are often associated with organised crime, since it's claimed that they favour flashy suits. As the Japanese saying goes, deru kugi utareru, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Hey, on the bright side, you won't have to wear a suit all year round. Come summertime, you get to ditch that thick heavy suit and switch it up for the Kubiz. It's a campaign to reduce electric consumption, so workers are allowed to switch to a summer-friendly dress code, which usually includes short-sleeved button-down shirts and cotton trousers. So yeah, the Japanese are a bit more strict when it comes to formality at work, unlike in western countries where the workplace can be casual. In Japan, you're lucky if you can unwind that collar during 8 to 5. Here's a quick vocab recap. Sutsu suit. Deru kugiwa wa utareru. The nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Kurubizu, cool biz. And last but not least, your behavior at work shouldn't be focused too much on yourself or try to excel solo. In Japan, it's all about that collective spirit where arriving at a consensus is more important than individual goals. It pretty much is the definition of there is no I in team. This is a reflection of the Japanese culture in general, where there's this collectivism mentality and harmony. While you have that urge to take credit for the idea you've contributed, I highly recommend you to hold that in. Look on the bright side though no one else is singled out because everyone's equal. No one's gonna steal your spotlight because there isn't one. So, if you're in a presentation, don't say watashi to mean I, but that means we And at the end of the day, humility is key. Be humble. There is a famous Japanese proverb that goes Minoru hodo wo tareru inaho kana, which translates to the bow that bears the most hangs lowest. The more successful you become, the more humble you should be. Long story short, be a team player. Here's a quick vocab recap. Minoru hodo kobe o tareru inaho The bow that bears the most hangs lowest. Watashitachi tachi, we. So if you follow these five rules on how to behave at work, you're not going to have much problems. What do these five points tell you about the Japanese work environment? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, I'd to get yourself a subscription. Get ahead to head start in your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Matane!